0: Of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time.
1: Kind of immediately felt a little bit of an energy difference. The one thing I noticed about this is to me, it seems like I was retaining the stuff, not just getting rid of it.
2: Exceptional. They really, really are. That's why I was nice enough to give mine away and I shouldn't have. (laughs) But I did. I was being a nice person when I did this.
1: I love them. Just amazing. And, you know, and again, it's speaking from somebody who's not a good fruit and vegetable eater. My mom was good at getting them in me, and I loved them. But as an adult, I don't know why I don't take the time to buy them, chop them up, eat them, and all that anyway. But I don't. (laughs) So I think it's a great product, and I really want to keep taking them.
0: Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code Hey everybody, Kate here. You know I had Dr. Zelenko on the show a couple of times. He's the one that gave ivermectin to President Trump. Make sure that you go to his website, and it's right at the bottom of my homepage. So please find the Zelenko Z Stack. He's got two products now. One is the uh, t- the product we're always talking about with four major ingredients that you need right now to build your immune system. The other one is a detox that's brand new, and I would take advantage of getting that as well. We all need to detox. Uh, Dr. Zelenko's website is fantastic. They'll kick the products out quick. Take advantage of this right now while supply chains are still in motion and uh, get as much of that as you possibly can. He's a fantastic doctor that just calls it like it is. That's what I love about him. So go to that on the bottom of my homepage. Look for the wonderful sponsors and find Dr. Zelenko Z-Stack. Thanks, guys.
2: The Patriot Act, turning citizens into suspects since 2001. The Kate Daly Show starts now.
0: I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything.
3: No, it really has been a tough first year for you, Mr. President. And
1: I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built, is inflation. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about
2: the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July.
0: You're probably just sitting there with your jaw open at a statement like that. It's the utter stupidity of it all. Um, what can we say? Welcome back to the last hour of the Kate Daly Show. I have Uncle Milty. Hi. And uh, we also have a great guest. So I hope that you are going to just go park your car because you need to hear this. This is uh, going to be about the story about the w- uh, TWA. 800 on its way to Paris. You guys all remember this, right? Mid-90s. And Jack Cashel joins us. I'm really happy to have you on the program, Jack. How are you?
1: Hey, Kate. Happy to be here. Uncle Milty. happy too. Mm -hmm. Good to see you. I haven't seen you since about... The Texaco hour was taken off the air. It's <laughs>
3: <century,
0: so. laughs> been a while. It's been a bit. Uh, so
2: <laughs> <laughs> took him a while to dig <laughs> me up.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you voted. Anyway, uh, Jack Cashel, American author, blogger, and uh, weekly contributor, World Net Daily. If I'm getting any of this wrong, stop me. And uh, uh, you, Is that right? All right. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah. And
1: I, you know, I also write regularly for uh, the American spectator and American thinker. Love so. it. Love it. Give them a plug where it's due.
0: Oh, I think that's great. And you also have written many fantastic books. Uh, Your latest was Unmasking Obama, The Fight to Tell the True Story of the Failed Presidency. I love it. Love it.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, and that was... uh, Good project.
0: Yeah. And then right before that, you wrote uh, an intriguing account of the TWA 800, the crash, the cover-up, and the conspiracy by Jack Cashel. So the reason I wanted to do this, because sometimes I think people might wonder, well, why are we going into this way-back machine? When when we went through this last two and a half years, the one thing I kept hearing from people was, but why would the government do this? They wouldn't do this. So... (laughs) You know, they, they love us. Why would they, why, why would anything like this happen? And I think it's the disconnect for a lot of people. And I think that we need uh, some good reminders. They're, they're very, very capable of doing things to us. And I, I think in their eyes, it's for whatever purpose they want, the means don't matter. And so I think that bringing this up is a really good example of how far, people can go and what can happen when you have unlimited power and of course living in this lawless state as we saw this this week a very lawless country right now it's it's absurd it's crazy it's evil it's it's, there's something so wrong about all of this so i love this and what got you intrigued into this story about the twa flight
1: well you know uh kate what got me intrigued was that um I went to a presentation. Mm -hmm. This was four years after the fact in the year 2000.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I live in Kansas city. And the presentation was by James Sanders and his wife, Liz. Uh, They had written a book uh, about James, an investigative reporter wrote a book about TWA flight 800. And I just went out of curiosity and boredom and, um, which shocked me. And I just forgot where I was when I got there. There were a couple hundred people there. And, uh, from the, from the Q&A, I could tell that they're uh, mostly veteran pilots, engineers, mm-hmm. mechanics, etc.
3: Because
1: mm-hmm. TWA was the, uh, Kansas City was the ancestral home of TWA. And uh, what surprised me even more was that they all, to a person, agreed that uh, James Sanders was on the right track, that the, uh, the plane had been shot out of the sky, and that there had been a massive government cover-up and follow-up. And when you hear people that uh, credible,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, whose mm-hmm. livelihoods depended on, you know, right. 747s, uh, I, I, it uh, got me interested. I was making, at that time, uh, you know, documentaries. Uh, I asked uh, the Sanders afterwards, says anyone ever made a documentary about this? And, and they said no. So I said, why don't we talk about this? And we did. And that's how I got involved.
0: Jeez. Oh, I love this. I mean, I'm glad that you did get involved is what I'm saying. I amazing. And there's such there's so many different stories out there too, but what what you're saying about the people that that were speaking, what what amazes me is like you said they're they're all they're all professional people, but they all know their business so well. And when the FBI took over the um the whole thing from the beginning, they were questioning why that was because that was kind of unprecedented at the time.
1: Yes. Right. that was unprecedented. Uh, and the FBI involvement led to the arrest of both James and Elizabeth Sanders uh, and their crime. Uh, it's kind of involved, but it was when I met Elizabeth that night, we went, I was sitting next to her at dinner. We went out to dinner afterwards with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And she's the sweetest, nicest, prettiest. She was a flight attendant and trainer. Loved her job. Loved TWA, loved the TWA family. And, you know, they lost 53 of their fellow employees on that plane. Uh, It was deadheading back to Paris. And a lot of uh, employees were, I should say, were deadheading back to Paris. Mm -hmm. And she was going to one memorial service after another. And at one of those memorial services, she was approached by uh, one of the, the lead 747 investigators for TWA. And he asked her, he said, is your husband still an investigative reporter? She said, yes. And he said, have him talk to me.
3: Wow. So
1: uh, the pilot's name was Terry Stacey. He was the head 747 pilot. Mm -hmm. He and uh, James Sanders began to meet, collaborate, uh, share information. And uh, once the FBI got a hold of that, once they realized that information from inside the investigation was leaking out, they went after the Sanders. They arrested them both Mm -hmm. and convicted in a federal court. Of a uh, conspiracy to steal airplane parts. What? A totally, a totally bogus charge. Wow! What happened? The uh, what? Stacey did was he wanted Sanders to test a, a pinch of foam rubber
3: mm-hmm. that
1: he took from a seat back, and he fed to Sanders. Sanders had it tested, and that was the part they alleged to have stolen. Now, that law was passed only months earlier prevent scavengers uh, from taking parts of a plane that had crashed into Fort Everglades. And uh, they were not allowed, the jury was not allowed to hear mm-hmm. that uh, Sanders was a reporter. So there was no First Amendment case allowed.
3: Jeez. And
1: that's how it started. And when you see, for me, that was my eye-opener. Right. Uh, when I saw that a couple like this, you know, and Jim was a veteran cop and uh, retired, medically retired, Wife, uh, both patriots, good mm-hmm. lovers of the country. Uh, when they can get perp walked and arrested right. and convicted, mm-hmm. uh, they are both still on probation, federal probation. When I talked to them. Right. Uh, then you begin to think there is a darker side to the government than we'd like to believe.
0: Absolutely. So, 230 people perished on their way to Paris. They were going to Paris, correct. right? And uh, innocent civilians on their way to Paris. And there were many, many witnesses. And please stop me. Correct me if I'm wrong. There were many, many witnesses on the ground that saw missiles going up and to get correct. that plane. Okay. And they tried to yeah. say that it was just the plane caught on fire. Right.
1: Yeah, there was this, uh, you know, a spontaneous explosion in the yeah. center fuel tank, and right. the plane blew up. First time in the history of aviation that yeah, happened, yeah. by the way. Yeah, hasn't happened since, but...
0: But know. they'll sell it to you like that. And so, uh, <laughs> so when you did this documentary, those witnesses never got included, right? Uh, because didn't the FBI visit them and say, no, you didn't see that? You didn't see missiles coming up from the ground?
1: Well, what they did is, uh, you know, the first wave of interviews. The first wave of work the FBI did was legitimate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was, they were amateurish, but there was, it was, their efforts were sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, I should say the FBI had no authority in this case, but they right. took it over anyhow. And that was, uh, that was wrong, but that mm-hmm. was the agents, individual agents were sincere. They had, they were amateurs they had mm-hmm. you know, they weren't using GPS or sightings or anything or mapping they were just interviewing people. It was the second way. Once the CIA got involved, mm-hmm. uh, they went back in and either, uh, usually either they went to the interview of the key people, the mm-hmm. most critical eyewitnesses. And at least in four cases, they fully doctored a second interview and we can prove it. They just made up second interviews for these people. They never happened. Right. Jeez. And they inserted them in the Uh It's almost comical, right. except that it's tragic. And it, and once they realized they could get away with that, uh, then they realized that um, they could get away with most anything. And what made this all possible, Kate, mm-hmm. and I see this, and I, just as I see the raid on Mar-a-Lago, well, this is a government scandal, because governments, our founding fathers knew that governments would do scandalous things, right. and they created mm-hmm. a, institutions
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, to protect against it.
3: Right.
1: So the actions of the a uh, Biden administration makes sense politically. <laughs> what the real scandal? It's a media scandal. Uh, our media have absolutely abdicated their role in society.
3: Yeah,
1: they've betrayed that role.
3: Right.
1: You know, they send all these people to journalism schools, mm-hmm. and I don't think they ever take a class in which they say, "Oh, you're going to be a propagandist for the government when you get out." Yeah. You yeah. know, as yeah. uh, you're right. As uh, and. Uh, uh, some of the people on the left have turned, mm-hmm. one of them was Matt Tybee of uh, Rolling Stone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He said it's a bad look when the, uh, the media take any side in a, in a dispute, but when they take the side of, a, of the FBI and the CIA... It's a tragedy for the nation. Absolutely, and he's
0: right. Yeah, they provide uh, cover just, for the government. They provide cover. We've we've always said on the show, defund the media. Not when people yeah. say defund DC. No, 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 defund the cover because that's who's covering up everything and making you think that everything is is fabulous, uh, Uncle Milty. Oh
2: yeah. Well, you would think that journalism students would get it when they realized they were going to the Joseph Goebbels School of <laughs> Journalism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, but it happens. Wh- it happens uh, a little at a time where they're kind of told, well, if you t- cover this story this way, and you cover this story this way, and, and so hopefully people will finally see that they're, they're pretty bought. And mainstream media, I mean, I don't go to mainstream media for any truth. I know I won't get any.
1: No. No, in 2000 or 1996, when TWA uh, was shot out of the mm-hmm,
0: sky, mm-hmm.
1: and by the way, it was a naval misfire. It was an accident. Um, mm-hmm. And there was reasons, you know... There There is multiple reasons why they would cover it up. The most obvious, uh, was, that uh, Bill Clinton didn't want to blow his re-election chances. But ah. um, okay, and here's where the, the media really fell on down on the job, and it was the okay. New York Times.
0: So you have to wait right there because we have to go to a break. <laughs> and so this, okay. is, this is the cliffhanger over the break. We'll be right <laughs> back on the Kate Daly Show with uh, author Jack and documentary uh, documentary producer uh, Jack Cashel in just a moment.
2: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original my slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited-time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code, and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all season slipper slides and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long. So order now talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Shining in the sunlight,
3: roaring engines headed somewhere in flight. They're
2: taking you
0: Dally Show. That's a Merle Haggard for you in The Wayback Machine. Welcome back, and make sure you get to katedalyradio.com. Get the new commemorative coin, the limited edition. It's only there for a short time, and I do hope you have one to support this show. You can go to katedallyradiocom and the coin is modeled after the first coin ever minted in the United States as the United States. You can get that coin for only $99. Uh, when I say only, it's it's a fundraiser for the show. We've never done this in a decade. And, um, and then, of course, it's precious metals, which... We're all talking about all the time. And so please support the show. Go and and get one of those coins. It says, be faithful, be fearless on it, like we end the show every day. And I'm so proud of this coin. It's beautiful. It comes in a beautiful case and a good reminder of the America we once had that we need to get back to quite frankly and how to get there so be faithful be fearless right um also i just wanted to say get over to preparewithkate.com because uh you need some food storage and you need to be ordering it every week i hope you are go to preparewithkate.com and you're going to get some terrific savings they have some deals that they just announced yesterday or the day before that are amazing get over to preparewithkate.com get yourself some food storage please um our uh, guest is jack cashel so happy to have you and of course providing doc documentaries on the subject that we're talking about uh twa flight 800 if you guys remember this um going down and of course they were on their way to paris so um also author blogger you name it so i'm really happy to have you on the show so let's talk a little bit people are probably wondering as you probably discussed in the in the documentary um what happened what happened to this plane and then what was the story versus what you found
1: well, you know, what happened was um, that immediately, I mean, the plane leaves for Paris at 8.19 p.m. on July 17th. You know, perfectly nice evening at a JFK, heading to Paris. Right. 12 minutes later, it just blows up off the coast of Long Island, it, uh, you know, 10 miles offshore. And at the time, I mean, eventually 750 people would uh, give official FBI interviews. Wow. But at the time... Uh, the inter- Internet was really in its infancy, and these people had no way of communicating with each other. Yeah. So a few years later, this story would have been broken within a minute. But uh, in 1996, it was just on the cusp of the Internet age. Uh, you know, we do know, I-, I could tell you exactly what happened, just to jump, cut the chase. Uh, the Navy accidentally misfired and shot two missiles and a drone exercise and a- and accidentally took out TWA Flight 800. Hmm. And, um, that was not in the news ever, right. but what wasn't the in news initially was the fact that all these people, you know, the New York times reporting the New York post and New York papers that people had seen missiles going up and bam, the plane was blown out of the sky. Um, there was a video made of, um, of that actual missile strike. MSNBC showed it maybe two or three times. Before the FBI confiscated it. Mm-hmm. And thousands of people saw it all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I did not, but mm-hmm. I have, uh, and nor have I been able to get a hold of that video.
3: Mm-hmm. But it was
1: confiscated everywhere. And uh, so then uh, the story begins to mutate. So, the first day or so, we don't know missile bomb, blah, 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 mechanical failure. And then the uh, FBI gets its hooks into the New York Times. Mm -hmm. And it starts speaking exclusively to the New York Times. And it starts directing the New York Times to a a conclusion that it was a bomb. Mm -hmm. And partly because a bomb is less frightening than a missile. Mm -hmm. And a bomb implies an outside actor, you know, someone who's an enemy of the United States. Uh, So this uh, movement climaxes on August 23rd, four weeks after the crash, when the New York Times headlines a story, front poll, front page above the poll, uh, conclusive evidence found that explosive device destroys TWA Flight 800. Hmm. Now, that's four weeks into the crash. Okay, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then they decided they couldn't live with that. And this is where the New York Times falls flat on its face. Mm-hmm. Up to that point, I, I get it, they're trying to cooperate with the FBI, they want to they don't want to blow their hold on, on, the, on the, the best mm-hmm. of all sources. But then uh, the government uh, shifts the emphasis to a political hack out of Washington, who's the chairman of the NTSB, and Jim Hall. And now, four weeks later, he comes back and says, no, and we believe now is a mechanical failure.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, the New York Times, for the previous eight weeks, have been reporting about all the RDX, PETN, all the explosive traces, all this blah, blah, blah. I'm all over the plane, blah right. blah blah. And the missile talks been put out of the media altogether. That the missile talk has died. But for eight weeks, the New York Times talked about all explosive residue here, or there, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And that was all had to be. That was all gone. Hmm. It was, you know, I didn't see it. and It wasn't watching in real time. Right. I only watched it in retrospect. Mm-hmm. But you, when you see this happening, you thinking yourself, how could this
0: have happened? Well, I mean. Uh, I- how often are they missile testing at 8 o'clock at night off of Long Island, though? That seems so strange to me. I mean, was there did people that noticed those missiles, did they notice any other yeah, missiles? I mean,
1: yes, they did, because okay. they had done a missile test five days before, mm-hmm. and someone picked it up on video, and I have seen that video. Okay, And, and in the previous video, it was shot on July 12th at dawn
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, off Long Island couple guys fiddling with a video camera recorder picked it up. Mm-hmm. And what we see in that case is a uh, missile going up and hitting a drone.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We see a little explosion, then we see little pieces falling down to the sea.
3: Right.
1: Uh, that's what should have happened on the night of July 17th. Now, the reason they're doing this in a commercial corridor is because this capacity has no value unless it can pluck incoming missiles and or planes out of the sky coming into a busy city like New York okay. at the time they were, they had a legitimate worry mm-hmm. uh, based on the, I think it's called the Bojinka plot that came out of the Philippines, mm-hmm. a Muslim terrorist that they were planning on packing a, 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 a charter plane with explosives and, and flying it into the heart of New York city, mm-hmm. maybe even with a dirty bomb.
3: Mm-hmm. And, you know,
1: then, you know, in 2001, they, we see the, the grand execution of these. Their fears weren't unjustified.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and so there's a reason to test missiles on, in that kind of environment. There's no reason to do it as recklessly as it was done. And there was absolutely no justification for covering it up once it happened.
0: So it sounds that like w- the were, there, were there three missiles in? Because some of the eyewitnesses said three, three missiles, and they really locked onto this plane, right?
1: Uh, there were at least two. There might have mm-hmm. been a third. Okay. Um, and you know the. I, I in fact I posted an article on Monday and mm-hmm. I think it was Monday American Thinker about one naval uh, Navy guy who uh whistleblower decided to come clean
3: mm-hmm.
1: now and then I heard from about a dozen other really high level Navy people mm-hmm. adding information uh, my guy had the advantage of uh, of um, being there in that and that mm-hmm. sort of uh, combat group that was responsible. There was multiple ships and subs involved. Right. He wasn't on the plane that fired the missile. Mm-hmm. The disadvantages he has, he's an ordinary seaman, and, uh, you know, it's like I remember going to see the Indianapolis 500 once when I was younger, and I was on the infield. I, I could see a quarter of a mile of a two-and-a-half-mile track, so all I could tell you is what happened in my quarter mile. You
3: know? Right, right, and,
1: right. And he has a limited uh, view because of that, but is. That he was willing to come forward, prompted a lot of other people to add clarifying information. I heard right. from at least a dozen serious mm-hmm. uh, military officers, naval people, and they added information. They corrected some of his information, but none of them said to me, Jack, you're crazy.
0: Hmm. Had there ever been um, anything like this where two or three missiles had been set off and honed in on a plane just leaving the airport yeah. nearby?
1: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. In 1988... Uh, the USS Vincennes accidentally shot an Iranian Airbus out of the sky, mm-hmm. killing 280 people. Okay, um, and so it happened before, and then, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it was in '93 during a naval exercise, um, uh, the Navy uh, misfired a standard, shot a standard missile accidentally, uh, and and blew up one of our partners in this exercise, a Turkish frigate, mm-hmm. and killed I don't know how many people, but. Wow. Yeah, these things happen. I mean, right. they, were, they were introducing an extremely complicated system
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, w- that had, you know, which all these battle, uh, all these combatants in this what they call a co- cooperative engagement capability were mm-hmm. co- coordinating with each other. Uh, the giveaway, the smoking gun, the mm-hmm. whole thing was the Navy P three, which was flying o- right over TWA Flight eight hundred, right. coordinating the communications. It was sort of like served as an wax kind of,
3: you know, mm-hmm. uh,
1: role. And um, so,
0: did it happen it in our been, country? Has it happened in, before in our country?
1: No, okay. not that I know. Of. So that was no. the only
0: one. Okay. Yeah. And
1: yeah. And, and so, uh, what was, and
0: go ahead. So there was,
1: there was, in a sense, a legitimate reason to try to cover it up, saying, "Oh, mm-hmm. this is top secret. We can't let them know what we have mm-hmm. or don't have, how vulnerable we are, don't." But that's not the that. That's what they would have told. Uh, the military, the people at the top levels of the military, who might have thought that they were covering up in good faith. Right. But coming out of the White House, they, they put the CIA in the job on day one, and they had another goal in mind. And that was winning in November, the same goal that Obama had uh, with uh, Benghazi in 2012. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just cover this stuff up. Let's kick this can down the road past November and hope for the best.
0: Would it have really hurt the chances of the presidency? Because I know that we've had mistakes, you know, like as far as like with the Air Force air shows or things like that. And it hasn't really kind of leaped into the politic world as much as people go, well, that was a mistake made. Would it have really affected it? Do you think?
1: You know, if it was a terrorist attack, I I don't think it would have had a negative effect. However, Clinton's great vulnerability was that he was uh, seen as a draft dodger, weak on military, no mm-hmm. defense experience, bumbling amateur. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, if you recall, the effects of uh, Black Hawk Down in Somalia, right, right, which were politically devastating. Mm-hmm. And this would have been seen as a, certainly to, from the Clinton White House perspective. Right, they had just engaged in two years of the dirtiest campaigning in American history before or since mm-hmm. to get back in the game after their disastrous. November showing in '94, right? Uh, they couldn't afford to take a chance, and uh, I know this came from the top. down. I know who was involved. I know, I know the CIA was involved in day one, and even though the FBI seemed to be running the investigation, the mm-hmm. CIA was really running the FBI. So the CIA actually uh,
0: put a movie out that said this was not uh, a missile, <laughs> right?
1: Right, right, yeah. right. Just to drive it and, home, right? And they had the FBI show it once Mm -hmm. and only once. Mm -hmm. And they pulled it. And because every aviator who saw it said, this is nonsense. Mm
3: -hmm. This is an
1: insult to the the intelligence of every aeronautical engineer in America.
3: Right. It can't
1: happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have an internal explosion, plane blows off, and then the plane shoots up into space 3,500 feet, Mm -hmm. like looking like a rocket. No. The nose falls off, the plane falls out of the sky. That's what
0: happens. Right, right. Okay. So we're but, talking with Jack Cashel. This is about TWA flight 800 back in 1996. And, right. uh, and so did the Clintons, we have about 20 seconds, but did the Clintons order a coverup?
1: up Yes.
0: Yes. Totally. Okay. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more with Jack on this, and uh, we'll kind of tie it around also about the raid as well. So just stay with us. You're gonna want to hear this. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. More with doc- more with author and docu- documentary uh, producer Jack Cash. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Kate Daly. I'm so excited, you guys, the first ever commemorative and limited edition Kate Daly Show coin is here. And I am hoping that you will act to purchase one or several for family, for friends, for yourself. These are real silver coins, uh, worth about $40, $45. And this is a way to invest in silver, which they say is gonna go through the roof, and also to support free speech to support the show. And if you listen to my show and you love what we do and you know how seriously we take this, we are not bought and sold. We are not told what to say by any corporation. We're completely independent. This money goes right to the show and it will help the show grow and also have a security for the show. So we can keep the show going. This is a special fundraiser, limited edition only for a short time for the show, and I hope you take part in it. It's a beautiful coin modeled after the flowing hair dollar. This is a, a side picture of a woman, uh, long flowing hair. It was the first coin ever minted in the United States when the United States became the United States. And I celebrate that history with you. And the reason I wanted it to be minted after that coin as a reminder to be faithful and be fearless, as they were back in 1794. And a reminder of to what this country is about and where we need to get this country back to is a country that we know listens to the Constitution, obeys the Constitution again. I'm so grateful for this. You can find it at katedallyradio.com. You can the, the link is right at the top of the homepage, katedallyradio.com or you can go katedallyshow.com forward slash coin. And you can go in, purchase the coin, super easy to do. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping this show, for helping Truth, and helping us get the, these messages out there. Thank you. Thank you for supporting this show. And thank you for acting, not just listening, but acting and doing something that's going to mean a lot to truth in radio thank you
2: talk lines are open now call 888-673-1450 this is the kate daly show but you locked me out of your mind left me standing here
0: Such a sad story because you know you're off to Paris. You don't think that's going to happen to 230 people that met their met their their doom that night. Um, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. I have author Jack Cashel on with us. Also did a documentary um, about the TWA flight in 1996 and Uncle Milty, and it was called Conspiracy, right?
1: I uh, know it's called no. Silence. Uh, S- yes. Uh, the uh, I wrote two books. One with okay. James Sanders. Okay. Uh, called First Strike, and that was in 2003. And then in 2016, I wrote what I, which is really kind of the definitive book on the case to this point. Right. And that's called uh, uh, T C 800: The the, the, uh, the Crash to Cover Up the Conspiracy.
0: Okay, there was a, okay. anyone
1: is interested, go to my website, com, and all this stuff is there. So.
0: Okay. You said the Clintons ordered the FBI to to go in to take control of this which was unprecedented the people that are there on the ground um, the port authority everybody would normally be taking care of an accident but they were told to go in take control
1: Yeah it was uh, normally mm-hmm. it's the NTSB who takes control oh, unless right. I, I mean it's not only normally it's by law right the NTSB takes control
3: okay. mm-hmm.
1: uh, if the NTSB d- decides at some point there's foul play, they uh-huh. get to the bring in the uh, FBI. Okay. but And what happened on day one, day mm-hmm. two, is that the FBI just told the NTSB to go away. Right. You're, you're working for us. And it was blatant, though. They did it at least publicly.
3: They That's violated so the law publicly. Very, very strange. Um,
1: what yeah. no one knew until we got a hold of the CIA files a few years ago
3: uh-huh.
1: was that on, from day one, the CIA was calling the shots for the FBI.
3: Hmm.
0: Wow. So, um,
1: because there are a lot of good agents in the FBI. I know we're inclined now not to think so.
0: Well, uh, but <laughs> it's been a uh, lot of cover-ups.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there are. It's yeah. getting a little hard this But the good agents are not doing what a real good agent should do, and that is standing up, mm-hmm. going public, and okay. blowing the whistle. The one guy who did, mm-hmm. oddly, blew the whistle on the wall and before 2001.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He was also the same guy who was the head of the FBI missile team. And he gave uh, a gave an un, you know, forthright report immediately, mm-hmm. uh, you know, within two weeks of the crash. They had already interviewed what he called 144 credible eyewitnesses to a missile strike on the plane. That report existed. The CIA saw the report, and this is in their own documents. Mm-hmm. And, and then they uh, persuaded the FBI to uh, deep six it. Wow. And, a- and when I say persuaded, that means right. they didn't do the persuading. Right. That persuading came from the top down.
0: So the other th- this, is, this is what I want to ask you about, too. The other story on this, the movie Courier X, was really focused on the fact that this guy, Mohammed Samir Farrat, was dealing a lot of, of doing a lot of business with Congressman uh, Ron Brown. Right. And right. Sec- I'm sorry the it was uh, Commerce Secretary Ron Brown. And right. there was a plane crash. Three months before TWA went down. And this Mohammed Samir Farah was supposed to be on that plane. And he wasn't on the plane. Right. And then three... So everybody went down. Everybody was killed. A lot, of, uh, a lot of tech CEOs and a lot of big CEOs with Ron Brown. And then three months later, you have the TWA flight. And he was on that flight. So... Right. and and it w- you know the the story goes that he booked commercial because he after he saw the Ron Blan- Ron Brown plane go down he he thought well i I must have was supposed to be on that flight and so he booked commercial and he was nervous about it and uh like I said he was doing a lot of dealings uh a lot of dealings with with Ron Brown so he was on that flight. And so the other story about this uh, that came out was that the CIA was willing to take the plane down to get him. So what is your well, you reaction know, to that?
1: Well, you know, here's a, uh, what, I, what gives that story some credibility. Mm-hmm. It's not true, but it's it, it has some it would seem credible because um,
0: he was the Ron plane, Yeah, he was the Ron variable,
1: right plane was taken down to take care of Ron Brown. Okay. Now, uh, when I got into that, uh, I took it, I, got, I was uh, given a commission to write a book on Ron Brown. Mm-hmm. And I said to the uh, publisher up front, I said, listen, you know, and I got an advance, a nice advance. I said, you have to be willing to listen, to live with, rather, the uh, conclusion right. that stuff happens. Planes mm-hmm. crash. You know, bad things happen. And he said they can live with that. So I focused on why the plane went up. Which, which opened the door on the, the, the two years previous of just relentless corruption mm-hmm. uh, of, of the Clintons taking money from the Far East that has led to our now, that it, it, it allowed China to build up. Right. It started in that two-year period. Mm-hmm. They were giving away our missile technology, uh, literally, right. so that uh, they could get campaign Yes, cash. yes. they pushed Monica and, out
0: in front, right, as the story, but it was really what they were doing with China in the background. True. true
1: and and Ron Brown was the bagman.
0: Mm.
1: Now, to get this story off the ground, uh, I I uh, I recruited two people. Mm-hmm. And I like to tell stories through people with inside information. Uh, one was uh, Kathleen Janowski, the uh the naval forensic photographer who discovered the hole in Ron Brown's head.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, the other one and this was uh, was um N- uh, Nolanda. Right.
0: Uh, from a gunshot. Mhm.
1: uh, I'm sorry, Nolanda, she uh, changed her name, Nolanda Mm -hmm. Butler. Mm -hmm. And uh, she uh, was uh, Brown's uh, uh, mistress and business partner. Right. And she opened up totally. And she's a truth teller. And the story she tells is mind boggling.
0: So Ron Brown was under investigation, right? By independent counsel subpoenaed by Judicial Watch to testify in the lawsuit against the Clinton administration alleging the illegal sale of seats on trade missions in exchange for donation of money to the DNC to their party, right? Are you there? Did we lose him? Sounds like it. Jack? Okay, I don't know what happened. Well, um, (coughs) okay. Okay. Um. I guess uh, we shall wait for him to call back. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Okay. Okay. Is this Jack? Yes. Okay. I don't know what happened. That was really strange. Happens a lot. It Uh, was strange. Yeah, it was really weird. I think the NSA decided that your audience yeah. had, had enough and it's time to change the subject. <laughs> we we often wave hello at them at the, yeah. at the beginning of the show. So um, so he so Ron Brown was under invest investigation. He was subpoenaed by Judicial Watch about right. and the trade missions in exchange for the donation of money to the DNC, which was really going on in the Clinton administration, right?
1: Right, and he was involved in so many mm-hmm. dirty deals, and uh, including one the one that was the one that he was most worried about involved his son Michael,
0: mm. and
1: so he goes to the White House and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and says, "Listen, uh, uh, you know, you've got to use your political capital to get Michael out of this." Right. And uh, and Clinton says, "Hey, I I've used all the political capital I have. I don't have any more, You know. And, right. And Brown was says, "Well, then I'm going to play. I, I'm going to play my ultimate card, which is the China card." And this is in April or mm-hmm. March of uh, 20, 1996. the media haven't even reported on all this dirt yet. You know. Wow. Was Mohammed and,
0: um, was Mohammed Samir Farhat? Ferrette- also, in those dealings too, was he going to be testifying uh, at all?
1: His name doesn't surface. Okay. In the Brown stuff. Okay. But so Brown, uh, then they send him on uh, one more dirty trade mission. This time, <laughs> mm-hmm. on behalf of Enron, of all people.
3: Right. Hmm. And
1: uh, to uh, to Croatia and Bosnia. Uh, eight days before he flies out of Tuzla in Bosnia, this is at the tail end of the of the war. The place is still war-torn and, you know, a lot of rogue agents running around. Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton just happens to fly into that same airport on, on on a spontaneous mission. But anyhow, Brown leaves. He's with 34 other people. Uh, and their plane gets uh, crashes into a Croatian mountainside.
0: I know. I wonder um, why he, that other guy was supposed to be on that plane. Doesn't it? It doesn't make sense. It's so strange.
1: I don't know that end of the story.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, what I do know is this, though, mm-hmm. is that the uh, uh, the Enron people decided to take their own plane.
0: Right? Okay. Wow.
1: So they were together. The In- right. Enron people had to, they had flew into the same airport Brown did hmm. uh, minutes before he got there safely. I said a couple other planes in what then the media, the White House and the media said it was the worst storm in a century, blah, 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 blah. I started thinking that, I went into this thinking there was an accident. I
3: mm-hmm. came out
1: thinking it was not. Yeah, because I it, believe what happened is, is it, that the Clintons commissioned mm-hmm. uh, Croatian intelligence to take care of Ron Brown. Right. I don't even think they suspected.
0: Because they even they said the weather, like the, those on the ground and, and those in the um, over in that country were saying the weather was not the biggest storm they'd ever had, right? So there was a lot of controversy oh, about that.
1: At, at, the, at the moment the Enron plane landed and when Clinton Brown's plane was supposed to land, uh-huh. uh, the weather was clearing. Right. And it That's wasn't exact- even raining. Yeah. There was a major storm later that day.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I, you know, what made, what turned me on this was, uh, and when, because I don't want to write the speculative kind of, well, it might have been, mm-hmm. you know, but I had uh, sent away for the official 22-volume U.S. Air Force report, and I got a uh, a message back uh, from the, uh, from some bureau, you know, bureaucrats, mm-hmm. so, that oh, it's going to cost thousands of dollars, take months, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then I said, I I can't afford that. I get to look for the summary. I don't have the time or the money.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: then I got a, I sent an email back, and then I got a colonel responding to me. Uh, the report will be bet there in a week. We're waiving all fees, right? Hmm. And hmm. the report came on pallets. <laughs> you know, my what? Wow. You know, the, I mean, there was a lot of boxes. Yeah.
3: You
1: know? I mean, it was like clearing out Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then I realized: A, I was the first person and the media to request this uh, document. Uh, even though the New York Times had a reporter on the plane who died, right? Jeez. And then when I get into the document, I realize, oh, my God, I,
3: this is mm-hmm. this
1: is dirty. Totally dirty. The Air Force wanted me to have it because six of their guys were killed on that plane, mm-hmm. and another 16 had their careers ruined because they had to blame someone. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the net result is, the mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the Looking at the uh, evidence objectively, right. you, the only thing you can conclude is that this plane was taken down to to make sure Ron Brown died. Yeah. And I'm sh- i I'm strongly suspect that the neo fascists who are running Croatia, the Tudjman family, that their special uh, that their intelligence agents took care of the details.
0: Jeez. So tell me about that. We have a couple of minutes left. Tell me about the raid.
1: Uh, well, yeah, the raid is not really. Um, unprecedented there's some interesting um, uh you know one this is just i could just summarizes quickly and this is where liz cheney should be uh, mm-hmm. very sensitive and, and dick cheney especially because the fbi did the same thing to scooter libby mm. uh they they got a, a special warrant from the uh process you know james comey by the way mm-hmm. was deeply involved in this he's deputy attorney general he convinces john ashcroft to recuse himself he appoints his, the godfather of his uh, son, uh, or daughter, rather, mm-hmm. Peter Fitzgerald, uh, to uh, head up this uh, investigation. And right away, they know that Scooter Libby is an innocent party. Mm-hmm. They knew right away that the guy who really uh, you know, outed CIA agent Valerie Plame was Richard Armitage, who was a, a deep state uh, dweller, a swamp dweller. Bush critic, mm-hmm. who just inadvertently blew the whistle. And they proceeded anyhow. And then they would not let the uh, jury know that Armitage was the guy who did the leaking. And they got Libby on a series of, of uh, process crimes. Right. And you know who finally pardons Scooter Libby? Who's that? Donald Trump. And this is how they repay him. The Chinese. Mm, what interesting. the Chinese are doing now to Trump is obscene. they yeah. be ashamed of themselves.
0: I saw I saw Dick Cheney's ad yesterday. It really wasn't about his yeah. daughter. The whole thing was about Trump. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and you know what Trump mm-hmm. did is, is is like he was the first Republican to say the CIA the Iraqi war was a mistake.
3: hmm Yeah. And you
1: know, and that was uh, in which uh, uh, Cheney was deeply invested. But what was interesting about Scooter Libby's conviction in two thousand seven
3: mm-hmm.
1: was that Cheney went ballistic. He goes, "This is an outrage. This is political." This is a you know, right. This is them uh, weaponizing the, the DOJ to go after an innocent man, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that coming out of the mouth of Dick Cheney? How soon we forget, oh,
3: right? Oh, jeez. He was
1: furious yeah. with George W. for not pardoning Scooter Libby.
0: Yeah, I think Dick was the one of the masterminds behind 9 11, tr- truthfully, but. He's a, he's a hot mess. Uh, I think him and Rumsfeld were um, just terrific. But I, I'm so grateful uh, that you came on and shared uh, your knowledge on this. And, in fact, where can people see? Can people still ca- catch that movie?
1: Yeah, they can. They go uh, mm-hmm. to my website, Cashel.com. Okay. There was actually a uh, a very good, uh, much better one. i mean, just to be honest with you. Right. A much more uh, detailed one that came out, better produced in 2015 called... Uh, I think it was called TWA Flight 800 by yes, I Christine Borgeson and Tom Stalkup. Yes, um, I saw that. That's, that's good. The, if you want to see something, that's what I recommend. Yeah. Or my 2016 book, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, a TWA uh, Flight 800, The Crash, The Great. Cover-Up, and Conspiracy.
0: Excellent. I hope people go get it. Thank you so much, Jack. Really appreciate you. Thank you.
1: Hey, Kate, any time. me back. All right, you bet, you bet. Uh,
0: Be faithful, be fearless. We'll see you back here on, of course, uh, tomorrow. Friday's show, got a lot planned, and I hope everybody has a great evening. Go to KateDallyRadio.com. Please get the coin, the commemorative coin, and help this show. Thank you.